Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story, which comes from Wedding Bridesmaid, who says, am I the a-hole for refusing to be a bridesmaid months before the wedding? I, 18 female, was asked back in September by my cousin's fiance to be a bridesmaid to their wedding, which is in March. I agreed, but let her know in advance that I'd lost my job back in August due to college schedules and that I hadn't been able to find a new one for said reason. She assured me the prices were going to be very comfortable for me and that she would have it in consideration, but to please grant her the honor. She also showed me the infinity dresses she wanted from Amazon, $35. I agreed, but then last week she came up with a group chat where she stated the prices, which are these, bridesmaids costs, Infinity dress, $100. Pink vans, $80. Bachelorette Airbnb, $100. Makeup, $130. Hair, $60. Matching jewelry, $30. Apparently, she found the same dress at a local boutique at a slightly higher price. When I asked about the prices, she told me to just ask someone to lend me the money. We have until Tuesday, January 10th to pay, and that it wasn't a big deal. I honestly don't have the money or anyone whatsoever to lend me that amount, so I just told her I couldn't afford it. I know it's a little late to find another bridesmaid, but I just can't risk spending money on a wedding that isn't mine, especially when I have rent and other bills to pay. I also think I've been uninvited, so am I the a-hole. Now for me in this one, we've covered a lot of them where brides have expected people to buy their bridesmaids dresses, etc., and I myself might be confused on wedding etiquette and it might be different all over the place, obviously, because I've always been under the impression and weddings that I've been to is that you pay for your bridesmaids dresses yourself. You don't expect them to pay for them. And so for me in this one, I think you've just dodged a bullet and you didn't express that you didn't want to get the dress. You just couldn't afford it, which is an absolutely valid reason. And when you told her, she told you to, to lend the money off of someone holy crap absolutely not the a-hole to me aggravating quantity says my parents paid fifteen hundred dollars for me to be in my cousin's wedding when i was like 14 over 20 years ago so stupid i was in my sister's wedding party in 2019 she ordered really nice infinity dresses for 35 dollars off of etsy and paid for everyone's hair and we did all our own makeup i spent maybe 80 bucks getting shoes and a stick on bra op responded saying that is literally how she told me it would be See, if she would have told me it would be $500 back in September, I would have said yes. And with time, I would have gathered enough money to buy everything. But I've been preparing for a $35 dress and around $100 for shoes and accessories. Not for $500 with less than a week's notice. It's just so different on so many levels. Know It Mall says, yeah, all wedding party stuff should be part of the wedding expenses. It's a terrible new trend where you invite someone to be in your wedding party and expect them to pay for the privilege. 
especially if you want hair and makeup done a particular way. OP responds saying, I wouldn't have an issue paying the $500 if she would have told me back in September. When she asked me to be her bridesmaid, I was just not given enough time to get my expenses organized enough to pay that amount of money. I know I'm not entitled to get things for free, so I would have loved to pay to participate, just not at such short notice. Which is what makes me sad at a certain level. I don't have the privilege of asking my parents or other family members to pay for me because they are the same or even worse than me economically. Pickett says not the a-hole. I didn't know until now that bridesmaids were expected to pay. It's the couple's decision whether to add these people to the ceremony. They shouldn't expect to foist significant extra expense on you so late in the process. If they can't find a substitute bridesmaid at the last minute, that's bad, but they had months to get this together and they had been bad at communication and consultation. OP says they are not, but she's going crazy in budgets, so they have to cut a few things off. Hence why we're expected to be paying for everything, so they don't have to. OP also added another comment in that thread, which says, I only know this because of my cousin. He's complaining about the amount of money going into the wedding. Apparently, it's over 30k in US. Note Maul says not the a-hole, and when the hell did the trend start to ask people to pay for their own stuff when in a wedding party? I see it more and more now. I was my brother's best man. We went to a store and got suits and shoes. He paid. If you want a specific dress, makeup, hair, etc. That's part of the wedding expense. OP responds and says, here it's more like a 50-50 deal. Like bridesmaids paid for dresses and shoes, but usually they just buy any dress in a specific color, while the bridegroom and family pays for the makeup, hair, etc. Someone said to OP, what you've been quoted are actually wicked low prices for things. These are reasonable estimates for bridesmaids purchases. OP responded and said, I replied to this more for context reasons than to defend myself. It's different currencies. I didn't want to discuss this, but I put the price in US dollars, but my rent is approximately 100 USD. And that's without electricity and water, internet and phone bills. And I get monthly scholarship of more or less $200. Only have like 20 or $30 left every month. 300 to 500 in my currency. $500 for me is around 9,650. So then OP did come back in to update the post, which says, thank you for all the comments and point of views in the last post. I want to clarify that although the bride and I are not family, I've always been closer with her than with my cousin. I wanted to give an update on how everything turned out since we had until today to pay the $500. Yesterday, she sent a message to the wedding group chat saying that she would be changing bridesmaids and calling off the bachelorette party since only one out of 16 people assisting the bachelorette party and one out of four bridesmaids had paid. Two, and myself bailed for the pricing. She asked me again, saying that the dresses were actually $35, but she was running out of funds for the bachelorette and decided that it was the best way to pay for it. The plans changed. We pay the $35 personally to the seller, and accessories are optional and our choice. I advised her to give our refunds to the people who paid because it isn't right to use other people's money like that, and she did. At this point, I'm only going as a bridesmaid for support. And even though I hate to say it, I felt bad that she ended up by herself, so I agreed. Her guests are currently starting to cancel since she also tried to charge them in advance for food and drinks. I'm currently trying to help her do things right and accept that she needs to accommodate according to her budget. And yes, we're on good terms, I think. Trying to be a good friend right now. Again, thank you all. People were questioning on OP and why did she change her mind? OP said... She wasn't so willing at first, but me and my family, we're the groom's family, convinced her to do this because it was all starting to fall apart. 
No one wants to pay to go to a wedding. They're guests for a reason. People were saying, well, where's the groom in this? Opie responds saying, well, he walked out in every wedding planning decision that doesn't directly involve him in it to avoid confrontations with his fiance. So he's basically not involved in any of it. He's just the wallet. A very thin one right now because of how much he's actually spent. He's very hands-off in these decisions. He wants to avoid any disagreement with her. He did offer to pay the $500 for me behind her back because I'm the only female cousin in the family. But I declined, politely. But other than that, he's not interested in getting involved in the matter. The groom is 22, but he's got a high-paying job, just not high enough for her. Someone questioned and said, why are they getting married? Opie responds saying, oh, we know, they're getting married for the wrong reasons, but our religious families would rather them marry than have them sin. If you know, you know. They've been together for two years and he said she had never done anything like it. They mostly want to get married for carnal reasons. And someone said to Opie, what is this about paying? Opie responded, she asked them to pay for the plate. It was like $15 per plate, I think. Someone must have said, was she expecting the gift? And Opie responded laughing and saying, you're funny to think she didn't expect the gift. And there was some extra info from Opie about why she was doing this as a favor, which says, honestly, now it's more like a favor. Most of the wedding party has bailed, so I agreed to do it. Now she's in the process of replacing the other three bridesmaids who quit. And yes, the one who paid also pulled out last minute. I wouldn't necessarily say a good person. Yes, I feel bad for her and I'm a friend, but it's mostly so other people don't get scammed. She can afford a wedding, just not the one she was planning. She was going over 30k USD in budget, when she can only spend about 15k. So not only was she going to take money from other people, but she was going to take out a huge loan. When she doesn't even have a car, or a house for herself, which should have been a priority. So she... If did I get this right in that she was charging her friends $100 for the dresses, but they were actually $35 and was going to use the money for other stuff at the wedding? <laughs> what the hell? It's an absolute disaster waiting to happen this whole wedding. Groom stepping back and because he doesn't want any confrontation to do with it. Boy, oh boy. But what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Let's move on to another story. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And our next story is titled, Am I the A-hole for not giving my daughter her education fund money? I, 54 male, have two children, 23 female and 21 male, with my wife, 52 female. When the kids were young, my parents set up education funds for both of them, which was very generous of them. 
My wife and I always expected our kids to attend college and then graduate school, as we have done. I have a PhD. My wife has a master's. Because of this, we decided not to use the funds for our kids' undergrad degrees and did not tell them about the money. My daughter has always been more into the liberal arts, while my son is more of a STEM guy. My wife and I worried about her ability to find a job, but she insisted on studying music and film in college. She was accepted to some top schools and chose to attend a rather expensive one, but she had scholarships to cover almost all of her tuition. Everything else plus living expenses was her responsibility. She lived in a very small apartment, shared with friends in a not-so-nice area far from campus, but she was fine and learned how to budget effectively. After graduating, she luckily found a job that doesn't pay extremely well but she enjoys and scrapped the idea of grad school. My son decided to do engineering and he also expressed that he has no interest in grad school. My wife and I were disappointed but accepted it since at this point he is already set up with a very good job when he completes school. Since he did not receive as many scholarships as his sister, we decided to use his education fund to cover his tuition and living expenses. He was able to get a large and nice apartment of his own close to the school, which is important since his classes are so demanding and he needs a comfortable space to work. My daughter was confused and asked how he could afford this, and he told her about the education fund. She called us and asked why she didn't have one, and we told her she did. We just didn't use it because we hoped she would attend at grad school. She seemed hurt by this and asked if there was any way she could have the money now. We explained that there would be a fee to simply withdraw the money for non-education uses and if we chose to do that, it would belong to her grandparents so they could put it towards their own use. She's been quiet and short when answering our texts and hasn't answered our calls at all since then. I know that it seems unfair to her, but it's not really her money in the first place and she's no longer in college. Plus, her brother only received it for educational purposes and it wouldn't be right for her to just have it to spend now. I, the a-hole. And we're going to start in the comments with Dinosaur Doctor who says you're the a-hole and I'm surprised between your PhD and master's degrees you couldn't figure that out. Kind Crow says, and the worst part was that the daughter was punished for getting scholarships and had to live in a crap area with roommates while the son had a nice apartment on his own in a good area. Part of this, I believe, judgment against their choice of going into the humanities as opposed to her brother who went into engineering and the implication that his studies were more rigorous. The other part of this is their misogyny. They believe their son is more important than their daughter. Ugh says, so let me get this right. Your daughter attended college and had a scholarship. Your son attended college with no scholarship. You chose to not let your daughter use her college fund for everything that her scholarship didn't cover and you let your son use his for everything. The college fund you said wasn't even her money but isn't yours either. What exactly do you plan to do with her college money? You're the a-hole for this. And one more comment from he who is right who says, do you know why all that you did seems unfair to your daughter? Because it is unfair to your daughter. You had the ability to use the funds to cover her living expenses during undergraduate. This, of course, is a bit bizarre. Are you a trustee of a trust or did the grandparents set up a 529 plan and give you full control over it? you did not even tell your daughter about these funds. Talk about a faithless trustee. At this point, you need to grovel. You need to apologize for substituting your judgment as the best way to use the funds for your daughter's judgment. You need to make amends. Then you need to circle back and see what terms of your parents' bequests were. And honestly, I get an attorney to do this for you as you've already demonstrated your judgment is beyond suspect. Most trusts have provisions for 
disbursement of the corpus if the purposes cannot be fulfilled. I doubt, honestly though, that your parents meant for their gift to be returned to them in the event that their grandkids didn't go to college or in the event that they didn't need the money for college. And don't even get me started on the favoritism. You used the funds for your son to enjoy a cushy life during his undergraduate studies, but didn't do the same for your little girl. Really, seriously. In case there was any doubt, you're the a-hole, truly and completely. So then OP did update the post, which says, I understand the consensus is that my wife and I are the a-holes. I text my daughter to ask if she wanted us to withdraw the money for her slash what she wanted to do. This was her response. I don't care. Maybe they can transfer it to other grandkid who is five. If the fee is seriously too much. I don't know about grad school. I haven't thought about it much recently. If I do apply, it wouldn't be for another couple of years. And I hadn't been counting on having financial help in the first place, so it really doesn't even matter. Thanks for asking though. Update 2. My wife and I are discussing our daughter's response and our next actions to resolve the situation. For context, my wife has always had a strained relationship with my daughter and did not approve of many of her life choices. She believes we should take our daughter's words at face value and assume she no longer wants the money. From some of the responses here, I fear that my daughter's response was out of resentment and I suggest taking out as much money as her brother was given so at least they receive the same amount. She could use it responsibly towards rent, groceries, transportation, etc., or in some other way to further her career. So it would still be for educational purposes in a sense. My wife is standing firm in her opinion and will continue talking it through tomorrow. Many have asked about where my parents stand on this. At this point, they are not mentally aware enough to really participate in the discussion. They didn't know about our grad school stipulation and thought it was fine. He also knew that we took out some money for our son once we were certain he was not pursuing an advanced degree and we were fine with that as well. They said it was our decision as parents what to do with our daughter's fund. They would support whatever we decided for her. It wouldn't be useful to ask them what to do with it now but I've always said that whatever is unused will go back into their care. I've tried to call my daughter with no luck which is why I sent the text despite what many have said here. I hope this does not end our relationship. And now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Let's have another story, which comes from Master Yam1665, who says, am I the a-hole for arranging childcare for my child-free wedding? I got married just a couple of weeks ago. I'm still dealing with this crap. My husband and I wanted a completely child-free wedding. No one under 18, but we have a lot of friends and relatives with children, so we came up with what we thought was a great compromise. We arranged for the nursing rooms in the coffee area to be available at the church for anyone under 18, and we included that on the invitations. Though mums and infants could still watch the ceremony and older kids could stay glued to their phones without interrupting our wedding. We even got some church ladies to be available in the coffee area to help with any minor problems. At the reception, we arranged for a room at the hall to be made available for anyone under 18 and paid for some girls from the local high school to be there as babysitters since it wouldn't be fair to expect older kids to take care of the younger ones. There was a TV in the room and we had Pixar movies running. We also ordered pizza and pop for the whole group. Once again, this was made very clear on the invitations. But we are still dealing with people who are mad at us for doing this. My cousin is mad that her baby couldn't be at the ceremony. A baby is six and cannot go to McDonald's without having a fit. Some of the older kids were peed that they had to get dressed up to sit in a room, then get their pictures taken, then sit in another room. 
I've heard from a couple of my nieces that they're upset with me for making them get dressed up, but not letting them come to the wedding or reception. Every time that this is pointed out, I asked everyone not to bring their kids because they weren't going to be allowed at the ceremony or reception. I get crapped on. I felt like I was doomed either way. I tried to compromise and now I'm still being called an a-hole. Edit. I didn't invite the children that came. I did not ask the kids that showed up to dress up. In no way, shape or form did I insinuate that kids who dressed up would be allowed to come to the wedding or the reception. When I said the girls complained about getting dressed up, it's because their parents made them dress up and blamed it on me. They could have worn footy pajamas for all I cared. They were included in the pictures because my grandmother asked. One of the boys in the pictures wearing a hoodie covered in hentai. Now to me in this one, I kind of feel like it's not the a-hole. Like you did try to compromise in any way you could. You set up various ways for the kids to be cared for whilst not being in the wedding as such. And I might get a little hate for this take, but I'm going to say it anyway. But I kind of feel like from an older teenage point of view, like 15 to 18, they're going to be peed off. I went to many weddings when I was younger between those ages and I was perfectly respectful, not noisy, not sat on my phone. I could sit there, watch a wedding and be good about it, you know. I still enjoyed other people's company. So I could picture myself as, you know, a 16 year old sat in one of these rooms with a bunch of little kids watching Pixar movies and thinking, what the hell is this about? <laughs> but I don't know. Kura says, not the a-hole. Honestly, the fact that you arrange childcare is super nice and generous. Lots of people choose to have child-free weddings and I get it. Screaming kids can totally mess up a wedding. You cared enough to do everything in your power to include your friends and relatives with young children so they could attend and not have to worry about their kids. I really see nothing wrong with that. Background Ruin says you went way above and beyond here. This is seriously exceeding my own expectations of what a child-free wedding with arranged childcare might look like. I say might because I've never heard of a bride being this cool about it. You sound awesome and if anyone is upset about the accommodations you made, remind them the most child-free weddings are up to the parents to figure it out, not the a-hole. And there was a comment that I spotted as I was scrolling through from, which absolutely counters me, who's from Schrodinger's bra who says, I mean, the ones to blame here are the parents of the 17-year-old. It sounds like nobody under 18 was legitimately invited per the invitation. And a 17-year-old is certainly old enough to stay at home for an evening. That's me told. <laughs> Dr. John says, not the a-hole. I got married almost nine years ago and people are still salty about no kids at the wedding. We did not provide childcare. I wanted a loud-ass party with an open bar. It's not a place for kids. Some of my relatives thank me because they never get a night out without kids and a few of them are still mad. You know who isn't mad? Me and my wife. We're happy as F. <laughs> and one more comment from Tweyoff who says, Not the a-hole. Your setup fills me with rage because I'm imagining how effing miserable 13-year-old me would be stuck in a room with a bunch of screaming crying kids with nothing but my phone and Pixar movies to entertain myself. But I would have been peed at my parents for bringing me when I'm old enough to be home alone. That's not on you to accommodate kids that don't really need to be with their parents. None of it's on you, but especially that. The setup sounds nice for the younger kids, and I'm not sure what else parents would expect you to do without compromising what you wanted your wedding day to be. And yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Not the a-hole to me. But what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, and your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for spending it here. And hopefully, we'll see you in the next one. 
Take care and much love. I don't know why I did that. I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Yum, yum, yum. Let's go. See the sun shining from the windows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know that today'll be a good day. Okay, I know that today'll be a good day. A B C one, two, three, drink some. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.